We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the show, Aviation Sports Talk. Monday, 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 we're up and rolling along with Vince D'Addario, Sean Styers. I tell you what, it has been just an insanely busy last 24 hours or so. It's like, you go, and we're right in the middle of Selection Sunday. You got men's and women's selections, of course, conference championship week, wrapping up right into selections, just like always, and then the Brandon Hillman news drops and then we've got nfl free agency starting today it's like the nfl just said how do we get how do we take the shine off march madness oh yeah. <laughs> let's let's have free agency period start the day after selection sunday what the heck seriously you got free agency period the transfer portal opens for men's basketball yes <laughs> i mean i didn't you, even you, mention that it's it's amazing. Like it it's been busy enough. Yes, I do have a day job, but it's been busy enough where I haven't even looked at the bracket. I, I kind of saw a little bit of it when it came out, both men's and women's. I haven't had a chance to look at any of it because I've been sifting through all the Notre Dame news as it has been, you know, right. been dropped as we have moved forward here. So I I don't know, man. It's it's nutty. We're going to have a little bit of all of it on today's show because, of course, yeah. uh, that's why we have rapid fire. Yeah, and of course. I, and I also didn't even mention the fact that they announced Notre Dame announced the spring practice schedule. Today. Oh, yeah, of course. And you mentioned the transfer portal, and there are Notre Dame men's basketball players in the transfer portal. Most Again, of all of this stuff, what we don't get to in this first segment is going to come up in rapid fire. So yes. we've just got like, it's like, how cliche is it to say uh, uh, USMA is stating Vince is 10% louder than me? <laughs> I'm um, getting better. All right. To turn my microphone up. I can give the tur- turn my microphone up a shot. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> I got distracted. It's weird. <laughs> this whole, for whatever reason, I've told you this before. I had my microphone level turned up to a certain point, oh, and then yeah. we started, and I just turned it back up, but we started, and it automatically turned down. I don't really see, and it's doing it right now. It is dropping by itself because it looks like it is pegging a little bit hot, and it mm. is, it's incrementally dropping without me adjusting it right now. Interesting. So that's, 
Seems like a glitch in this fancy new microphone, and it's continuing <laughs> to drop as we speak. I don't know That's how to really get it strange to hold in place because I'm looking at I'm looking at there it is, and it's dropping again. It just keeps uh, you know like auto adjusting itself. Are you and, uh, uh, are you looking through Streamyard or are you looking through your computer? I am where where you adjust the volume and it's dropping again. It's dropping again. Where you adjust it is on your computer. Oh yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, you, you have to, huh? Go ahead. I was to say no, you, you can go ahead through, through Streamyard as well, but I don't like to do that because it's, it's odd. But the question is, how do you get it to? It's dropping again. I I don't okay. know. I know how. Okay. Go to your settings in in uh, Streamyard. And <laughs> this is audio. fun for the listener. I know they're where, enjoying this. Where exactly is this? The settings so, in Streamyard at the bottom where it says okay settings stop cam okay go to okay. audio. Unclick automatically adjust mic volume on audio. Yeah. Um, automatically adjust. Un uncheck that. Okay, there it is. There it is. That, that should fix your your problem. Interesting. Did not know that existed. I uh, I think I found it on accident one time. So, thank you, Vince. So now I'm gonna. Boost my microphone level back up. <laughs> now it's again, loud. I, I'm sure it is. Is it too loud? No, but it's doing it again. It is. Oh, I. That, it's I, continuing I, to. You're just going to have to live with it. I'll do the best I can. <laughs> it, I don't think that it did this last week, but for whatever reason, it's doing it, and it's it's dropping again. So maybe Vince, <laughs> you can just turn yours down a little bit if you I would. Get, yeah. I can. So we can be closer to the same level, if that. Yeah, let me uh, jump in there and see if I can't figure this out yeah. here. Sorry. Input. Giggity giggity says audio sounds fine to me. So. Well, and Tommy Guns is like saying this. this is why we need a production man. Well, that would be freaking <laughs> awesome, Tommy. Yeah, you it wanna, would be. You know, if you want to do it for free. <laughs> of course, I'm joking, but no, I'm not. <laughs> if anyone wants to do it for free, it's like. I know that, you know, that it's always funny because there are certain podcasts that I'll listen to and they've got a producer and all this different. Oh, stuff. yeah. And it's like, who need a producer to do your podcast. And it's like, well, it would be nice, but I don't know. We don't have that craziness. We don't need a producer. Yeah. I want the money to go to me. Well, let's get to stuff that we want to talk about. By the way, you know, I, I ask you to hit the like button. <laughs> really want to hit the like button after we've spent the last five minutes talking about microphone input levels but <laughs> it's up to you there's going to be a lot coming up in this show though i'll just promise you that we got a lot like i was going to say i think that's what i was starting to say when usma 87 told me about the microphone issues maybe if i back my microphone off a little bit it would help i don't know yeah, maybe we'll i'm see. too close to it because i i am used to you know old radio world where, yeah, where you're on top of it. Where we're on top of the microphones. I'm going to try right. one more time and see Ooh. what happens. But uh, Brandon Hillman, um, four-star athlete. Of course, he signed the letter of intent back yep. in December in the early signing period to uh, to join Notre Dame. It was expected to be here on campus this summer. But uh, again, in the middle of everything yesterday, he announces on social media that Notre Dame, ha he, he asked Notre Dame to release him from his letter of intent, and he has been released from his letter of intent. There Now, there is, I realize if you're a, an Irish Breakdown subscriber, 
And like you've read Brian's premium board, or even I think the article that he posted. I was say, I think he posted a story. Night. So yeah. Um, do you want to just kind of fill in, you know, what actually happened? This is not your your typical case of, well, I signed a letter of intent, but I've changed my mind now, and I want to go someplace else. This is this is not what that is. Yeah, I mean, I we're not going to belabor the point because it is what it is. Uh, but basically, what it sounds like is. Uh, Notre Dame said, hey, we we want you in the class. This is where we want you to be, et cetera, et cetera. But you've got to do X, Y, Z in the first and second semester of your senior year in order to, you know, be admitted. He knew what he had to do. I, if I believe it didn't happen. And therefore, he's going to be looking for a new home. I mean, I it, that's that's as basic as I understand that it as, as to how it went down. Here's what you have to do. It didn't get done. So the both way, you know, both parties kind of parted ways. Right. Uh, and again, this is not like he flunked some classes. This is no. just, there was a certain mark that he needed to hit for his GPA, you know, to get admitted. And if he had done this in a couple of classes, he would have been, but. Right. And it wasn't a screw up. By he didn't hit him. Like I, right. I, I do want to push back on this for, from Shepard. And, and I not don't a screw to, up. It's just right. the standard that the admissions had. And unfortunately, he didn't hit the standard. Correct. And that and that's as basic as it is. You have to get this grade in this class. And I don't know if it was multiple classes, if it was a single class or what, but it didn't happen. Right. So he did not get admitted. So it's not a, it's not a screw up. Look, that happens all the time when you apply to a college. You know, it's, it's conditional acceptance. Like, okay, you can come to our school as long as you do X, Y, Z you know, in your, during your senior year, it's not, Hey, you're admitted, you're good to go. Whether you, you know, do well your senior year or not, it's, it's a conditional acceptance and everybody knew what was on the table and how, what they had to do. It didn't get done. And so Notre Dame is looking elsewhere for another safety. See, now Jeff says, how much did the staff know about where Hillman stood academically up front and the challenge it might pose a little bit vague on that in the Driscoll story. Should they have passed on him? knowing it might be an issue. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And I mean, it is a valid point because. Yeah, it is. You're like, you go back to the old, you know, we've got to shop down a different aisle, you know, argument, right? That, that Brian Kelly used to talk about when it comes to recruiting this, this obviously does impact things, especially to have something like this, not necessarily blow up in your face, but blow back on you now, because it's not just an offer that, that was made. And now he's going to go someplace else. There was a, there was a, an NLI signed a national letter of intent signed back in the early signing period. So this is someone who was signed, sealed and delivered and now he's got to go somewhere else. So what do you think of it from that angle? I mean, I guess I would have a bigger issue if this was out of nowhere or if this was, you know, a blindside situation from either side, from the from the player's side, like he just stopped going to school his senior year and therefore didn't qualify academically, or if the admissions department was like, ah, sorry, and just pulled the, the rug out from under him it was a mutual situation. Like it was, everything was on the table. You need to do this in order to be admitted. Like it was out there. It was up front, not with us because that's none of our friggin' business, but it was out there and up front with the admissions department, the family and the team. They all knew, they all knew there was, you know, right. Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't really have an issue with it. I mean, yes. And somebody said, you know, I know legacies that they've made exceptions for and, God knows they made an exception for a recent basketball admit. Yes, I get all of that. I totally do. But if it's all up front and everybody knows what's on the table, then there's really nothing that you can do about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day, I talking to, a, you know, then a current member of the football team, now a former member of the football team. And we were, we were doing the coaches show as a matter of fact. And we started talking about grades and getting in and the, you know, the standard sure. and all that stuff. And he, he basically said, look, getting in is the hardest part. <laughs> getting into Notre Dame is the hardest is. part of this, this whole thing. Once you get in, obviously there are, you know, different resources in place from counselors sure. and academic and all these different things. Getting in is the hardest part. And, yes. you know, that's, we see it right here. And, you know, like I, I, I might, push back a you know like shepherd saying if he's yeah. too lazy to do the work how will he do it notre dame will he do the work on the field apologies to notre dame admissions i mean we don't know that he was lazy it's like these were honors classes from what i understand so they it's it's not like they were just you know basket weaving or a gym class or something sure. like that there was something with some meat to him i, I don't know exactly which classes they were right but i don't either and i might be a little bit early to say he was lazy and and, sure and and, and again from what i understand these were not failing grades there was a certain bar that he needed to hit and he just didn't hit that bar it's not like he failed these classes so let's not you know yeah i i I don't want to throw out the word lazy and and again i don't i don't want to also don't want to pick on shepherd that's not what i want to do but i i I will say this from a Vince standpoint, right? If I'm a kid and I got admitted into Notre Dame, even if it was a conditional basis or whatever, even if I was a regular student, it was like, hey, you want to come to Notre Dame, you got to get this grade in this class. I'm going to 
do everything in my power, man, to make sure that grade is what it needs to be. Big yeah. Christmas presents for the teacher, whatever. I, was say, I mean, like I'm, everything's negotiable, man. Like we I, know, I'm not. <laughs> we, you know, we both know people have had some things happen. You know, with yeah. their grades, you uh-huh. know, and, and ended up getting into Notre Dame, and like, yeah, and we're talking about high school grades. It's like. Suck up to the teacher a little bit. Bring the Man. apple to school. You know, whatever you got to yes. do, like take them out to dinner, buy them gift cards. Like, I don't care what you got to do. Right. Just do it. Yes, <laughs> I know. And I, again, I am not, I'm not commenting on his situation. I'm commenting on it. If this happened to me. Okay. Even right. if I was a regular student and it was a conditional, like a wait list or whatever. And they're like, Hey, you need to do this, this, and this. Yeah. I guarantee you that, that, and that would have taken place. Like that's, that's just, that's me. And, and I don't know all the ins and the outs of that situation. So, yeah. Uh, WJS, can you guys help me out? How do you find your podcast on the Apple app? I can't you find it. Well, search it. As far yeah, as I like know. You, now make sure you're searching for the right thing. You just search Irish breakdown because it is all right. under the Irish breakdown podcast. Like I think the lucky lefty pod shows up there. Our yep. rapid fire shows up there. IB nation sports talk shows up there. Plus obviously all of Brian and Ryan's, show so just search irish breakdown and that's all you got to do yep and stymie and link to the podcast is in the description apparently stymie so, for the save love in it. the house i haven't seen have stymie in a while i know what's going on yeah. brother <laughs> i don't love it what is i'm not sure i don't even whoa, want to whoa, touch whoa, that i'm not like what is whoa, going on there what whoa. man Jeez. Apparently, I think you. I think it's a turn in here. People, oh, with, with the saying whole do what you got to do and all that. Yeah. Like, like okay. whoa. Okay. I'm just talking about like bringing an extra apple, you know, yeah. or like you said, like, Arr-r-r. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's talk about the on field aspect yes. of this because this was a four star guy, really good athlete. Sure. Quite frankly, a guy, they were at the very least planning on adding some depth if if not you know some quality time this fall if everything worked out right so how big the loss do you see this for the Irish secondary specifically the safety position which right now is comprised of Xavier Watts um Ramona Henderson DJ Brown now of course you've got Thomas Harper the transfer from Oklahoma State but that's true as we talked about when he got here, he's a little bit of a swing player anyway because he's safety and nickel potentially. Nickel, yeah, yeah. I mean, more more nickel. So if you if you know if you steal him from nickel for more safety, then that's a hole that you've got to plug up there. They you know they they do have some options there, but I think his biggest asset was was what he was going to bring to the nickel. So how big a loss do you see this right now off the top? Oh, it's a good size loss just because of just frankly from a numbers standpoint, right? I mean, you just you just named it. There's not a lot of numbers at safety. And they had what, the one in the recruiting class, and now he's gone. Is that accurate? Is it just the one, right? Um well you, now is in terms of the incoming class, you do have a Don Schuler. That's right. And you have uh Ben Minnick as okay. well. Now so Schuler, right, and Schuler is he's just out of a sling. He had an AC joint injury. It was not a labrum or anything like that. He had an AC joint. So he's not going to practice in the spring, but he should be full go by the time summer rolls around for summer workouts and then into fall camp. And he's obviously a four-star guy as well. Sure. 
sure. But then then you're I mean, <laughs> you're looking at a bunch of walk-ons after that. So yeah. from a numbers standpoint, it, it's rough. I mean, it is. It's rough. And they were you, you know, people were looking at Brandon Hillman as being a guy who could crack the two deep, you know, what before it was all said and done in the fall, even though he mm-hmm. was coming in in June. So you know, it, it, it's a big hit. It's a big blow. And frankly, and I haven't talked to Brian about this, and this is in my own brain, but th- this is a perfect opportunity, in my opinion, where Clarence Lewis should get a long, hard look at moving. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. It's and, and let's just kind of roll this in because the original topic of our show today, we were going to talk about, and we still are, spring priorities <laughs> now. So how, like, again, like... <laughs> If we go to when you and I started texting each other early yesterday afternoon, I don't think safety really, you know, was was one of our top priorities as we no. were kicking around. Well, what you know, what are the priorities going into spring? How big a priority do you think this makes the safety position in the spring now? Like, do you do you put it in your top five? It's up there because as I'm looking, I'm looking at last year's uh depth chart right or last year's roster you know dj brown is back houston griffith gone ramon henderson back brandon joseph gone then you've got marty hour it's a walk on you've got justin walters okay you got eddie scheidler walk on mike graves walk on and xavier watts those that's who was on the roster and that's not enough i mean yes i think that you know, Xavier Watts is going to be an excellent safety. I think, you know, Ramon Henderson could be an excellent safety. You know, DJ Brown's going to be a depth piece, I think. You need more than three. I agree I, with what you're saying with Clarence Lewis. Like, and I know Brian has said it as well. And, it, you know, he's talked about it before. I think because of the depth that they're getting at cornerback now and where Clarence deep. Lewis, yeah, has ended up, I think it makes total sense, especially in the spring. Like, if, if there's no other time to give this a shot, put Clarence Lewis at safety for the spring. If it doesn't work out, he can always move up, you know, and just be part of the two deep at corner, I guess. But like when you look at at what the team needs right now and what could potentially benefit Clarence Lewis more in terms of his future, if he's going to be a professional football player, I think safety is the way to go. There's no reason not to put him back there at uh, at safety this spring. Right, and I'd rather do that with him than take a kid who is an incoming freshman who wasn't even slotted to be a safety and move him back to safety. Like that's right. That's too like, much. Stymie is saying crazy outside the box, but if a receiver's looking to start, maybe they flip sides. You know, the problem there is there's not you're, depth you're, there either. Yeah, you're just rebuilding your wide receiver position, and you've got all this good young talent, and a couple of you know you've obviously got the two Caleb Smiths. And you've got, you know, like like the older Caleb Smith from Virginia Tech and the young freshman Caleb Smith, both with a K, by the way, interestingly know, enough. Right? But but it's I just I don't think that that's a position where you want to start giving up players because you're trying to get that room right. And you've got right. the quarterback coming in and the whole and a new coordinator and all that yeah. stuff. There's there's not enough wide receivers to be giving away wide receivers to other positions. There's just yeah. not. So right. that's not that's not a good uh good idea, I don't think, at this point. But I think safety just became a number one priority in the transfer portal. I mean, I really do. And I think, you know, Notre Dame would be crazy not to look in the transfer portal for a safety, you know, after spring. 
Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, the question is what's going to be there at that point. Now, you could could get a fresh batch because there's a reason they wait till after spring because plenty of yep. plenty of guys oh, yeah. go through spring and and there's going to be guys well. that leave Notre Dame too. I mean, yeah. they're, they're they're well over their scholarship limit right now because they're probably anticipating that guys aren't going to either make it out of spring or make it to fall. There's going to be some there's still going to be roster turnover at Notre Dame. And whether that means just guys going out or maybe a guy coming in, there's going to be roster turnover. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just, I can't think of anybody, you know, like any positions, you know, there's really nothing offensively, you know, that's like, man, I'd want to flip a guy, you know, to the other side of the ball. You know, I think the best option is the one that we talked about, Clarence Lewis. And then, like you said, really jump into the transfer portal right away uh you know as soon as it's basically when may 1st rolls around it's the first through the 15th is is the portal so and that's you're, they're gonna have to be active i mean yeah at the very least they got to look hard i mean they have to so you know we'll see how they operate in the spring with the numbers that they have which aren't a lot now but. the other side of it though too you know again it's they're not going to know in the spring but like Schuler could could be a very viable option for him like because remember you know even though he's on campus right now and and going through the injury like remember you know Benjamin Morrison was not an early enrollee and he was on nobody's radar until fall camp started up really and and look at where he turned out so I mean Schuler could still give him something but you you definitely need to build more depth back there yes if nothing else safety just became a very important piece in 24 as well for you know the recruiting class of 2024 i mean right incredibly important because then the other part of it is you know like Jaden mickey you know like what what does he show you in the nickel you know that 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 might be you know again even though we're talking about thomas harper potentially being the and you know being better there at at nickel than he is at safety getting Jade Mickey a lot of reps in that nickel might be a priority as well sure. for this spring, you know, just to, to, to continue to say, okay, you know, like, do we have the luxury maybe of using Harper Moore as a safety if, yeah. you know, and, w- and what happens if we do that kind of thing. So, right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a pretty big, pretty big ripple effect. <laughs> yes. I mean, look, it just it added to the list of things that we're going to be keeping an eye on, right? Uh when we go to spring practice, no doubt. So what do you see? What do you see is like, you know, again, we were we're going to talk specifically about the uh spring schedule here in uh-huh. a minute and it starts a week from Wednesday, the 22nd. But uh what what do you see? What 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 what's what are a couple of the top priorities for you going into spring practice? Like the, the, you know, these need to be the top priorities for Notre Dame in spring practice. Sure. So the first thing that comes to mind for me was the linebacker position. You know, what's that going to look like? You've got all the guys that started last year returning, but then that also means you obviously have all of the backups that everybody was clamoring for last year. They're all returning as well. And so what, what is that going to look like moving forward? Is there going to be 
you know, the best players are going to play. I have those younger guys gotten enough mental reps and enough time in the system to maybe usurp the guys that are there already because they are more athletic and faster. Is that a possibility or is it going to be status quo where the older guys are going to get most of the reps? I mean, I know I realize I'm kind of poking the bear here with probably the chat and on the fans and all of that, but linebacker is a big one for me. You know, when are you going to allow those younger guys to have an opportunity? Spring is the answer. Like that yeah. is when you give those guys a chance to show what they can do and you can mask it in a million different ways. Hey, you know, we're going to give you guys some time, you know, you older guys some time off. You already know this stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Let's get the younger guys, you know, get some time in there. I want to see what linebacker looks like coming out of spring, right? I mean, it 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 might be time to get those younger guys who are not younger guys, right, anymore. They've been in the program for a year, some too. And are they going to be able to unseat some of these older guys? I, that's what I want to see. Yeah, at the very least, I, I think you bring up a you know great point. Get them reps, you know, wh- whether they're actually going to unseat them or not. You need to see what they look like out there. I mean, by now, you know what the old guys can do. Lee, right. Lee Fowl and and uh, Kaiser and Bertrand, you know what they can do. You, you need you need to get those guys out there more because they got a handful, you know, like early in in uh in bowl prep, they got more reps with the ones and that kind of stuff it it sounded like. But now you've got a chance to get them up there and just let them go full speed. See what they can do. Right. You're not getting ready for the season right now. Get them out there and and see what they can do. And yes. to me, like defensive line is obviously pretty important as well because you lose Foskey, you lose the Adam Alola twins. That's a pretty gaping, you know, sure. amount of production that you're losing in just those three guys right now. And they've got to figure out what they've got and what's what's that defensive line going to look like. I think this is a huge spring for Al Washington and the defensive lineman myself. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, there's going to be, you know, we've, we've talked about the possibilities of who these guys are and what they can do and their ceilings and all of those. So, well, eventually it's going to be time to step up. And now is the time for the defensive line. They're going to have to step up. I honestly, I like what I've seen, at least from a leadership standpoint, from Nana and some of the videos, you know, that we've seen from the off season, you know, it's, it's time for guys like him to stand up. It's time for guys like Riley Mills to take another step forward. You know, it, it's time to see what these guys on the defensive line have because those older guys aren't there to protect him anymore. Yeah. Right? They all left, you know, and, and peace be with them going to the NFL. But what is this going to look like on the defensive line? Because if they're average on the defensive line, then they're going to be average defensively. I mean, they need to be able to put pressure on the quarterback. They need to be able to stop the run. And that all starts up front. Yeah. Jeff's asking any feedback on the impact of Max Bulla with the group yet too early to know anything. Yes, well, they're not because practicing. They, they haven't started practicing <laughs> yet. Like right yeah. now it's literally still, well, now they're on spring break, but you know, True. before this week, it was all conditioning and stuff like that. Because I think like, I think it was Sam Hartman. Yeah. It, yeah. It was like Sam Hartman was like, he was asked about the wide receivers. Like, what do you think of these wide receivers? And he's like, well, they look good lifting weights. <laughs> you know, they look good in conditioning. Right. That's basically all it is right now. Yep. So, yeah. 
Like that's that's something that we'll uh we'll kind of start to see next week. Again, hold your thoughts on the uh the spring practice schedule. We'll get to that in rapid fire. Uh Romlek going back to the safety stuff, he said, How are you guys not talking about moving the corners? Do you know something we don't? I mean, we talked about Clarence Lewis. He's the prime option sure. to me. And you know, other than that, I don't know. Do you think any of the other guys necessarily profile as a safety off the top I, of your head? I think maybe Barnes. I think he's long enough to be a safety. You know, he's got he's he's like oh, I think he's almost six two. He's got really long arms. I mean, he's got the possibility of of potentially moving up there. You know, the problem is he's gotten passed up, right? I mean, you know, the 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 freshman from last year passed him up. And so I think that might be a, a chance for him to kind of revitalize, you know, his career a little bit. You know, I don't know if Philip Riley's not quite six foot. I don't know that he would fit yeah. back there. You know, I'm looking at all the, you know, that's, I think those two would be the prime candidate. I think Clarence Lewis, he he's listed at just under six foot as well. I just feel like his game translates to safety a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Ryan Barnes, who's, well, he's listed six one and seven eighths, so we'll just call him six two. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that his game translates back there, and his length translates back there as well. Because I don't think he's really cracked the two deep in a while at corner, thanks to you know these freshmen. So you know, especially with Cam Hart coming back, you know, obviously Morrison is is guaranteed a spot. So I mean, those those are your starters. Cam Hart and Ben Morrison are your starters. So everybody's basically competing to be in the two deep. It might be a yeah, and, and I mean, I suppose they can, you know, they can try to cross train some of the different corners back there if they want early on. I mean, like you were just talking about the linebackers and that's still what drives me nuts about the way they're doing things right now is with the excessive cross training, you know, like, do you want to see if a guy can play Rover or not? Like let him, let him play Rover for a couple of weeks at least instead of, okay, now he's a Rover. Now he's a will. Now he's playing right. my, like, like stick with one. Like forget this jack of all trades, master of none stuff. I, I don't understand yeah. why they bounce them around so much. You want a real picture of what they can do, pick a position and let them play it for a while. Right, right. And Tommy Gunn says uh, height doesn't necessarily equal length. No, it doesn't. But I've seen Barnes, and he is long. He's got long limbs, long arms. I mean, he's he was w- why I was excited about him at corner in the first place because he covers so much area and so much ground with his length he's super long so we're talking about him specifically he is long when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. 
That's BlueNile.com. On the offensive side of the ball, I mean, you've got three new position coaches on the offensive side of the ball, and you've got a new quarterback. And like we were talking about last week, I don't think it's going to necessarily be that hard for the team to kind of jump into what this new offense is because it doesn't, at least from a terminology standpoint, it sounds like it's going to be almost exactly, you know, identical to what they were doing last year. It doesn't really sound much, you know, like from a scheme standpoint, it's going to differ that much. It's going to be more tweaks, but at the same time, you've got a new offensive coordinator, you've got a new quarterbacks coach, and you've got a new offensive line coach along with Sam Hartman coming yeah. in. And so you just like that all needs to sync up. And and again, like spring is the perfect time for that to happen, but they need to get, everyone needs to get in sync this spring on that offensive side of the ball. And it's going to be interesting from a coaching standpoint, you know, what, what, what are their coaching styles? Like that's one thing we'll be able to see obviously during spring is how do these guys coach? Because, you know, you could coach like Harry, he stand, or you could coach like Chris O'Leary. Those are two completely different coaching styles, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and I tried to pick the most polar opposite guys that I could think of. <laughs> but you know what? What are they? What's this guy's coaching style? How are the guys going to take that? Right? Uh, Chancey Stuckey is a very positive coach when it comes to his coaching style, at least when he's in front of the media, right? But he's very much about fundamentals and doing this and doing that. You know, he's bringing in four freshmen. You know what? What is that going to look like? Right? So I think seeing how the coaches coach is going to be a lot of fun to watch, frankly. And then, you know, more specifically for me, you know, which position group is gaining the most new bodies that's wide receiving core. Right. And so what is that going to look like? You've got a new quarterback potentially. What does that look like with the wide receivers? What does the wide receiver rotation look like? You know, all of those different things. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, I know that, you know, Sam Hartman has been, they've been doing seven on sevens, you know, player led stuff and listening to Rico Flores was hilarious. Uh, I, I heard a quote of his, you know, he's talking about, you know, what it's like to catch balls from these guys compared to high school. He's like, every ball is right here. <laughs> like it, He goes, it's wild. Every ball is right here. Uh-huh. And so I assume he's talking about pretty much all the quarterbacks, right? Because now you're at a division one situation and you're going to have a lot more accuracy, probably not trying to save his quarterbacks, butt anymore. And so uh, I thought that was pretty funny, but these guys are starting to get to know each other. I want to see what that chemistry looks like, you know, once we get to spring, spring practice. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like you were you know, just talking about the receivers and figuring out that receiver rotation is going to be big. Because, you know, again, you've got you got Lorenzo Styles. What's he going to be I, like? This is a good time for Lorenzo Styles, I think. Absolutely. To really, you know, get confident, get some confidence yeah. out there, and having another quarterback. I, I don't you know, like when you look at, you know, like you were just talking about. Every ball is right here. <laughs> I'll just go out on a limb and say that, like for Notre Dame, even that probably wasn't the case all the time last year that's fair practice like especially during the season right yeah yeah we we saw that and then you lose (laughs) you lose confidence in your quarterback and you lose and look i've seen it a thousand times right when you are a 
a, a wide receiver and you don't believe the ball is going to come to you, or if it comes to you, it's not even going to be close. You don't run your routes quite as well as you should. And I realize that you don't focus the way you probably should. Right. And, and, and I realize, yeah, they're at Notre Dame. They need to be running every rep the way they, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, of course, in a perfect world, that is absolutely accurate. But the reality is wide receivers who don't think they're getting the ball or, you know, are going to get it in the optimal position, they're not going to play as hard. They're just not. And I'm not saying that Notre Dame's receivers weren't playing hard. It's just different. When you have confidence in your quarterback, there's a different pep in your step when you're a wide receiver. And I'm not banging on anybody in particular. I'm just saying in general, that's just the way it goes. And if those guys are yeah. confident the ball is going to be right there when it needs to be and in the right spot, in stride, they're going to play at a different level. That, that That's just football. It just yeah. is. I agree. Completely agree. And again, a lot of young guys out there. And even, you know, with the oldest guy, Caleb Smith, you know, new, new to this scene, you know, sure. new working with Sam Hartman and Tyler Buck, all of them basically. So it's going to be an important spring for the receivers. They, you know, they got a good position coach. Chancey Stuckey decided to stay, but it's That's uh, good. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's throwing the shade at Pied right now. I any more, that. any more priorities that you have heading into spring practice next week? You know, obviously, and I don't, I don't even know if I even mentioned this. I'm looking through the list here because we, we've changed, we've changed the topics a couple of different times just based on all the news that uh, has come uh-huh. out. Obviously, that we I, have. I, I will say, and again, I don't think this was on the list, but a, a priority is going to be figuring out who your guards are going to be. I, I would feel sure. I would feel a lot more comfortable coming out of spring if I knew who the five starters were going to be. Uh, and and in my opinion, you're looking for two guards. You've got your two tackles. You've got your center. Those guys are established. Who are going to be your two guards? I I would really like to have that settled by the time they get to the spring game so that those guys are playing together the majority of the spring, that those guys are playing together during the blue-gold game, and that you're kicking off fall practice knowing who your starting five are going to be. Well, you know, and I didn't even look that closely at the like at the bottom of the spring practice. Do they list, like, is there a draft date on there? Are they doing the draft? Again, oh, that's a say? good question. I did not see that. Look real quick on there, but I will find it. I don't think I... I'll let you pull it up. All right, you keep talking. I'll find it. All right. Now, I, I kind of, I mean, I understand what you're saying about wanting to have the guards figured out by the end of spring, but at the same time, with a new offensive line coach and as many guys as they have, like if the if he has a pretty good idea. Okay, but if not, I could see it going maybe into the early part of a fall camp, getting that getting that settled. I hope that if it if that is the case, right? If they do take it into fall camp, that it's because there's three or four guys that are competing hard for that job, and they just can't decide who the best one is. I hope it's not like crap. Who do we have? Like, we, we, <laughs> hopefully, somebody surprises us in the fall. Like, I hope that's not the case. You know what I mean? I hope it's because there's like three guys or four guys that are just battling their butts off right. for those two spots, you know, because right. there's a big difference. You know, and again, like Rudolph has talked about, it's not just, okay, well, these guys are the guards. And so this is a battle between whoever the guards are. Like he said, get your best five out there on the field. So just what you're saying, if these guys are are battling and it's close and he just hasn't quite figured it out yet. I'm okay with that. If they keep that battle going, 
you know, early into yeah. fall training camp. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I just like having things set, man. I I don't. I love competition. I I love all of that, but but you hate the uncertainty. I hate uncertainty. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate uncertainty with a passion. Shytown <laughs> wants to know if we think uh, Joe Rudolph can make anyone coached by Harry he stand better. Of course. I mean, the guys that are coming back for another year, you got another year under your belt. You've got, you know, hopefully the fundamentals under your belt and Joe Rudolph can then take them to the next level. I mean, look, Joe Rudolph's a good coach. I, I, I think the jury's still out to whether he's a great offensive line coach. But I think he's a good mm-hmm. coach. He should be able to take, you know, the foundation that Harry laid last year and, and make those guys even better this year. He should be able to do that. So, yes, right. absolutely he should. I mean, it, and it's going to be a different coaching style, and we're not going to know exactly what that coaching style is until, right. you know, he he's out there on the field with these guys, and we start right. kind of, you know, hearing what that looks like. But that's – guys are going to have to adjust to it. There's going to be a difference between Harry Heastan and Joe Rudolph no matter what. It's just yes. a matter of can he get at least the same result and, and you know, move them, you, you know, up the bar, move them past the bar, whatever it happens to be. I think so, but it's going to look, again, it's going to look different. We know one of the biggest problems is, and we've talked about this before, it's not just that Harry Heastand and Jeff Quinn were different. It's like the Valley in the Grand Canyon (laughs) different, you know, like the difference in their coaching styles and the way they went about quote unquote teaching things, you know, like there was just, it, it was, it was too vast, and at the end, they're just with with Quinn, especially from from all the feedback that we got. There was such a lack of attention to detail, mm-hmm. you know, on on the little things that on the fundamentals that that's why you had, you know, such a such a big difference in 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 the way they played. Harry Heastan is great, but you're right, Joe Rudolph is a good coach too. It's just a matter of. Getting right. his coaching style to translate, you know, how what's that going to look like and how quickly does that happen? Right. Yep. Hopefully fast. I mean, I I want to be impressed by Joe Rudolph and what he's able to do. And yeah. I should be impressed based on the talent level that's there. And, and if these guys take, you know, another step in their development, I think we should be very happy with where the offensive line is. We'll just have to see how it goes. I concur.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.